This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Otago Access Radio, in partnership with Otago Polytech, brings you Blowing Bubbles. Blowing Bubbles brings you positive conversations with people in their bubbles around the world. How are people living their bubble lives? Working from home, keeping kids entertained, and staying connected and getting exercise. And how are these things presenting us with the opportunities to find new ways of living? Every weekday, the Sustainable Lens team of Samuel Mann, Shan Gallagher and Mara Karatai reach out from their bubbles to chat with interesting and positive people around the world. Broadcast on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz and sustainablelens.org. Bringing connection, joy, kindness and peace in the days ahead. Welcome to Blowing Bubbles for this Friday, the 3rd of April, coming to you from my house in Sawyer's Bay, and I'm joined today by Kathy and Holly from Lancaster. Thank you for joining me. Hi. Hello. Hello. We're very happy to be here. So how many people have you got in your bubble? Um, Well, in my bubble here, we've got three people. So me and my partner, Martin, and Holly, my daughter. But Holly's actually very lucky. She's got two bubbles. Yeah, so. I've, got, I've got two houses. So, two. so I've also got a bubble with my dad and my brother. So we've got, we've got yeah. Double bubble. Double, double, double bubble. Double bubble <laughs> trouble. <laughs> yeah. Is, is it a compulsory lockdown? What's the, what's the deal there? Yeah, it's, it's got compulsory. It's only been compulsory for about a week. Um, so we were in kind of we were in quarantine before, but it wasn't as as intense, I guess. Yeah, this is day nine, I think, of the lockdown. Although we are allowed out to exercise yeah. and to do shopping and for essential duties, but pretty much we're we're sort of locked down. So yeah, um, yeah that's the situation. But I'm actually I'm quite enjoying it. <laughs> how about you? I'm not having a lot of time, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's yeah. enjoyable? Um, how, I'm really liking how things have slowed down. There are some really interesting community activities going on. So we've got to know more people in the streets around here yeah. virtually because there's a sort of local WhatsApp group, which is really interesting and really active. So that's been really nice. Um, what about you, Hal? I really enjoyed the... I've. Oh, I'm, bit younger I'm only 17 so I've never had that I've always been in school ever since I can remember so to be honest it's been quite nice to just have a bit of time off and trying to figure out what I like when I'm not in school I think that's been a big thing for me um yeah oh yeah really interestingly Holly's exams have been cancelled yeah so that's it so no exams um a-levels yeah. cancelled my big final a-levels before going off to university so like the big ones that decide what I do, and they've just been like, right, okay, that's and, that's and it. Cancelled, cancelled, gone. Cancelled. They're not so trying they, to do them yeah. online or anything. No, completely cancelled them. It's to be honest, it's a really strange feeling because they've been telling us for the past like seven years that these exams are the most important part of your education, <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, scrap that. And you're like, right, yeah. okay. There's, there's quite yeah. a lot of things that we thought were really important that turn out not to be. Yeah, that. Yeah, perspective, I guess, has been a bit of a big adjustment. Strange. How are they going to be deciding whether or not you're able to carry on? 
Um, so they're going to be using like predicted grades and talking to our teachers. Wrestling. They're going to make them wrestle. <laughs> Whoever wins wrestling just, just gets what they want. That's yeah, that's uh, nice. So I don't, um, <laughs> oh, I wish that'd be a lot more fun, wouldn't it? Um, <laughs> Sorry. Well, no, no. Uh, I think coursework as well is going to be a big thing. But unfortunately, I chose a lot of coursework subjects. I'm starting to regret that, but it's all right. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. I think in terms of innovation as well, lots of people who've been perhaps doing things in a certain way and that's the way we do them, that's the only way we can do them, are really having to think outside the box and do things differently and learn from that. And that's really good, actually. I think there's lots of positivity coming out of that. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's, it's interesting, really interesting. Yeah, the other course that I do is the, um, the other program that I look after is the Bachelor of Leadership for Change, which is our newish degree. It's been going for two years, and that's a project-based undergrad degree. It's a three-year degree, but most people end up taking a bit less than that because one of the beauties of it is that it's entirely focused on the exit strategy. So what is it that they want to be doing? I want to, to do this particular thing. Right. Let's, let's absolutely focus on what that is. So somebody might say, well, I want to be a, I want to address youth mental health through comedy. I, I want to make that my career. Right, good. How are we going to achieve that? What's, what's going to be the, the thing that I'm doing that? Or I want to, I, I, I want to work with my, my, my community or my church or Pacific Island church, or whatever it might be, to address the issues of homelessness. Right. How do we, you know, what, is that, what sort of job does that look like? Well, those questions are as important now as they ever were. And as you say, it's, it's very much about this as an opportunity for, for innovation. Yeah. Yeah, I think because those all sound like very kind of personal projects for each person anyway. So I think that'll be very, like, truly interesting to see how they approach that now. With everything, it's just, obviously it's, it's scary time but it's also just quite interesting to see how how people are adapting to it um, just day to day yeah. yeah I think some of the people we know who've been struggling the most are people who aren't perhaps very flexible and like to be in control and I think one of the interesting things with this situation is there's so much that is completely out of your control and if you are happy with that and if you can deal with that then that makes it a more positive experience I think yeah. Bubble Sprite of the Forest of Orokanui, Dunedin's favourite goddess, Tahu Mackenzie. Kia ora koutou, na mahi aroha nui kia koutou, ko Tahu Mackenzie aho. I hope you're all having the best day in your beautiful beloved bubbles. And I've just had the most amazing day, so I'm very excited to have some time with you and connect with you all across the ether, across the radio waves. So I'm really enjoying this time and I'm just loving the ability that we have as a species of animal connected to all other living things in an infinite supportive web of life to reframe and adapt and use the gift of our beautiful consciousness that we have evolved to really bring out the best in ourselves and each other in any situation. And I'm loving the situation that we're in right now because, of course, we're being asked to return home and stay at home. And so while we are at home, it's just the perfect opportunity to really go within and engage with who we are 
and what we can do as a species of animal. So something that I love and something that I'm just so grateful for is a wonderful framework of meaning that we call science, which is really just another way of saying deep love and appreciation for the natural world. And this wonderful framework of meaning science has really helped us to understand in greater depth our amazing brains and our amazing bodies and how they work together to produce the reality that we experience. And of course, we know that we're much more than our brain and we're much more than our body and we're much more than our our mind as we understand it and we're much more than our name and we're much more than where we are and who we think we are at this stage. We know that we're much more than that. We know that we are infinite and we are part of a great universal consciousness. But at this time right here, right now, we really have the opportunity to delve deeper into who we are and what we can do right here, right now at home, which is so exciting. So something that I've been really loving doing today is just really enjoying thinking about all the things that make me feel really good and make the other life forms, the other family members that surround me feel really good. And our feelings, of course, are just such helpful guiding tools to us so that we know where we need to make some adjustments. And our brain, of course, is so helpful and our body, of course, is so helpful as tools to help us support ourselves and the other beautiful life forms around us. So, of course, something that I really love is that our brain gives us chemicals and our bodies give us chemicals wonderful endorphins, wonderful oxytocin, wonderful serotonin, wonderful dopamine, all of these wonderful brain chemicals that respond to what we do and adjustments that we make using our beautiful bodies and using the environment around us. So I've been loving today, of course, getting my exercise, having those wonderful brain chemicals released, all those endorphins. I've been loving really celebrating my sense of connection to all living things in that infinite web of life and nurturing the living things around me, releasing that oxytocin. And I've been really loving achieving things and doing wonderful things in my work realm with Orokunui and my creative realm with Tahoe and the Takahes and my general living environment, my beautiful body, beautifying it and connecting with the hay hay, the beautiful hens, the beautiful tuis and bellbirds, caring for the little veggie plants and really celebrating the opportunity to connect with other facets, other bubbles out there in the beautiful Aote Stuneden community to draw upon their skills and their knowledge in terms of how I can better care for these veggie plants. And another aspect of this celebration of going within, going home, returning home and staying there has been a deepening in terms of my own awareness now that I have the time, now that I have the space, in terms of better ways to communicate and engage with others. And I'm really enjoying this process. So I would invite you all to really just dive in to this awareness raising and learning more about who you are and what you can do. So thank you all for being born and being amazing, adding to the evolution of our consciousness. 
and I'm really looking forward to having more time with you tomorrow. Kakite. What are you seeing about connections across your place? You mentioned that you the this community groups springing up. Yeah. Yeah, so we live in an area of Lancaster called Bowram and somebody started a Bowram Corona Watch group and it's a WhatsApp group and there's lots of streets in the area involved and people are just sort of posting if they need help with anything people are offering various things there's um sort of kids toys and books and things being swapped around fully disinfected obviously <laughs> and um sort of plants we've given out lots of sunflower seeds for kids to plant yeah. and sourdough bread starter and things like this so it's actually really nice and what's been interesting as more people join the whatsapp group is how many people you actually know but didn't know lived around here and <laughs> i think that's really nice actually yeah so people think oh hi kathy i know you from here or this that and the other so that's been really good yeah and we've done some really interesting things so um you guys have been doing pub quizzes haven't you? Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of adding a new, because obviously you can't um, talk to the people as you usually do day to day, so I guess it's finding something interesting that can keep you entertained while still like giving something to do with friends and people that you're, I don't know, you're seeing or comfortable with, so it's it's really nice doing things like pub quizzes and there's tons of online games which are like uh, multiplayer, just people getting involved and it's just really nice, yeah. We've also been decorating the windows because we live on sort of a terrace, so we live in Victorian terrace houses, so there's lots and lots of windows and a, a little bit of a yard out the front. And people are decorating their windows with um, fairy lights and pictures and posters and all kinds of things, little messages. So that's really nice as well in terms yeah. of those connections. It's been good. Yeah, what about you guys? What are you doing? Bear hunt. There are teddy bears in every oh, window. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, there's some of those here too. That's really nice. We've kind of got a similar thing with rainbows, I think. Yeah. Um, people are drawing pictures of rainbows and putting them up in the window, which is really nice, actually. Quite cool. Yeah. yeah. And we had a community clap for the NHS yeah. a couple of days ago. So at eight o'clock at night, um, pretty much everyone opened their front doors and just clapped for a minute to say thank you to all our fantastic NHS staff. So that was really nice as well. Yeah. Although I did see one response to that was said, we don't need you clapping, we need you to stay at home. That's true. We did stay at home and clap. (laughs) (laughs) No one left left across the threshold. It was definitely the side of the door. Well, as far as I could see. Obviously, I can't speak for the rest. But yeah, that is a really good point. So my sister is a nurse, so she's um, very good with the instructions about what we should and shouldn't be doing. Let's have Louis Armstrong's Wonderful World. Some of you young folks been saying to me, Hey, Box, what do you mean, what a wonderful world? How about all them wars all over the place? You call them wonderful? And how about hunger and pollution? They ain't so wonderful either. But how about listening to old Pops for a minute? Seems to me it ain't the world that's so bad, but what we are doing to it, and all I'm saying is see what a wonderful world 
it would be if only we'd give it a chance. Love, baby, love. That's the secret. Yeah. If lots more of us loved each other, we'd solve lots more problems. And man, this world would be a guesser. That's why old Pops keeps saying, I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see skies of blue. Clouds of white, the bright blessed day, the dark sacred night, and I think to myself, what a wonderful world. The colors of the rainbow, so pretty in the sky. Also on the faces of people going by, I see friends shaking hands, saying, "How do you do?" They're really saying, "I love you." I hear babies cry. I watch them grow. They're like much more. I never knew, and I think to myself, what a wonderful world. Yes, I think to myself, what a wonderful. Images by Andy Thompson, providing us with daily inspiration through the camera lens. See Andy's pictures on Andy Thompson Photography NZ.co.nz. Kia ora. Just talking about uh, my COVID 19 Rahui images and my blogs that I'm putting up every day. This one's the 29th of March and is labelled 2 metres. Um, it was our first venture into town to go shopping at the supermarket. We uh, got a little bit short on supplies, so with some trepidation we headed into uh, town to go shopping. If anybody's been shopping at the supermarket, uh, it's a different experience. And uh, what really struck me was just the level of anxiety, uh, the change in just the feeling of going into the supermarket, it's, uh, it's pretty scary. And 
You know, it's hard to get a smile out of people. Um, we went to go into the supermarket and my wife, uh, we were asked if we were living together and of course only one person can go into the supermarket so I had to wait in the van. And uh, I guess, you know, this blog is also uh, celebrated for the people that are working. You know, those people that are working at the supermarkets, those people that are working on the front line with the health system and the healthcare system, people that are working in uh, service stations and uh, supplying food and all sorts of things, those people that still have to work out there, thank you. We are eternally grateful for the work that you do. It is amazing. And, uh, you know, if you are in this situation, I think uh, the other reflection was is if you're in a situation where you can have two meters uh, between people, it is a privilege. I think about all the places that I have traveled over the world and especially through Africa and India um, and check out my uh, travel photography and that and my website. You know, they they don't have that privilege. They live so close and also uh, the social closeness is really important to these people. So I am concerned about how they're going to deal uh, with, uh, you know, having to deal with any sort of virus problems that might um, enter into their communities. So the shots that I got were uh, pretty much street photography. <laughs> Two of them were, were of my wife, um, but it was kind of funny because <clears throat> she stuck her uh, face up against the window. So I quickly cracked a shot of that and, uh, and also her um, uh, putting the food into a crate that we brought into. But most importantly, the cover shot of um, the gentleman that's um, pushing all the trolleys around with a face mask on is quite a, kind of a reminder of how things are. So um, the tip, uh, photography tip out of this blog is about street photography. And uh, I talk about how um, it's important to portray people, I think, in the best way and not degrade them. Tell a story, show emotion uh, in your street photography. Um, and also uh, the important thing is, is make sure that you uh, be prepared to reject, be rejected sometimes. Uh, if people challenge you, always be prepared to delete the photos and never photograph in private premises like you know inside malls or inside shops or those sorts of things. Always honour their mana. Uh, and, um, and also camera settings are really important as well. I tend to shoot with shutter priority. Uh, I do no less than 200th of a second unless I'm really after an effect. Um, or alternatively, with aperture priority, I might have that at f5.6, uh, no less. Uh, so I have a, a, a reasonable level of depth of field. So that's always good. Street photography is very confronting, and it's uh, quite nerving going out there and doing some stuff. And one of the things is just not just shooting randomly. Always try and plan or look, uh, try and use light and um, and try and sometimes you might set up a shot and just wait for someone to walk past and that actually creates a really good image. Hey, great, uh, enjoy your photography and uh, stay safe out there and uh, wish you all the best. Nā mihi. So anxiety at the supermarket, have, have you been out? Yeah, yeah, we've been out a couple times, but um, yeah, for essential shopping. and Well, I actually have I had a job till a couple of days ago, um, which was a like a takeaway. So it was cast as an essential um, food thing. So that that was a thing for me. But yeah, supermarkets it's, it's a weird atmosphere. <laughs> it's the slightly nervous, but everyone just wanting to like 
help each other, but it, I don't know, it's a strange, yeah, strange atmosphere. I think they have been quite behaved in Lancaster. Or I've been to the supermarket twice and people have been, you know, obeying the rules, staying behind the lines, mm. um, just going in sort of one or two at a time. But I know there's been some stories in other places where people haven't been doing that. Um, yeah. And obviously we had the toilet roll rush here. For some reason, everyone decided to ward toilet roll. Just before the lockdown, I went to pick up a parcel from the post office. And the woman in front of me was telling the guy behind the counter she had 144 rolls of toilet roll. <laughs> What? What? Oh, yeah. No, that was stockpiling's been a big issue, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think people are calming down a bit more now. The supermarkets are getting the hang of it. But yeah, there was a real, there was a real rush for yeah. <laughs> toilet roll and pasta. And pasta. Yeah. No, it's strange. Mm. Well, because actually, my um, my friend's uh, little brother is autistic, so he um, he only has like certain foods that he will eat and one of those um is pasta and so she after school one day was rushing around trying to find pasta in all these shops and just couldn't anywhere and it was just, it was just really i guess it was a big change for them and so i just wonder how they're doing but yeah struggling with that i guess strange mm. andy pointed out so, that it's a privilege for us to be able to have that two meters distance that there's there's a lot of places and he he's um done quite a bit of work in in india where that's just not going to happen yeah absolutely yeah. and some of the videos and stories that have been coming out of india have been really disturbing actually some of the scenes there was something on the news here last night where they had just herded a whole bunch of people and were spraying them with these cannons of disinfectant you know, and they were all herded together. It was pretty grim. So yes, you're right. It is a privilege to have that space. Yeah, and and the the ability that we have to go back to a perfectly nice house and and be safe yeah. in it. Yeah, I think that's definitely something to uh, think about. That obviously, I, we're very lucky that we have a you know welcoming, loving uh, home, which we a park nearby where you place to go you know we're very lucky in the resources we have and it's just um i guess being aware that not everyone is as well. yeah and also being able to get out and exercise and do stuff that's you know that's a real privilege as well mm. i know that's not always the case for lots of people so uh we are in a good in a good situation yeah yeah mm. have you been able to carry on working not you holly you just said that you've lost your job's <laughs> gone away well, it used to, it was classed as like an essential thing. So officially, he, like my job is still open, but there's just such low, you know, low income. Yeah, that he just can't afford to keep us on anymore. So my boss has uh, just kept the main member of staff and he's been really good about it. And obviously, I, I'm essentially, it's not the biggest problem in the world, but I just, it's, it's just strange that, yeah, that's it. <laughs> a, a takeaway still open? Yeah, no, they're still open um, here because they classes for like, food and um... a lot of them are doing delivery only though, yeah, so they yeah. will bring the food around to you. But yeah, yeah, lots of places and a few cafes and pubs and breweries even have started delivering beer and food when they didn't offer those services before, partly just to keep keep themselves afloat financially. Yeah. I think. 
<laughs> yeah, but um, I'm still working, so I'm a, a PhD student, but also have a research contract. So I've been doing some marking and various other things. One of my research projects has folded because it was based in people's workspaces, and no one is in their workspaces anymore. But I'm sure that will that will kick in again next heating season. Um, and my partner works for Butterfly Conservation. So he's working from home and is massively frustrated about not being able to go out and chase butterflies yeah. at the moment. Um, so never mind keeping the kids occupied, keeping him occupied is the <laughs> hardest job yeah. we have. So, yeah, a lot so, of tie-dye. Yep, he did a lot of tie-dyeing on Sunday. Everything is now been tie-dyed. We have a, a cricket bowling alley on the bed. That is now from sort of certain times of the day. That's where cricket bowling takes place. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of interesting activities going on. Is conservation not an essential service? Um, you would think so, yeah. but some of the land is owned by people who, again, have stopped um, that kind of activity on the land. So a lot of the land he works on is the Forestry Commission land, and they have stopped people going onto that land. Partly, as you were saying, in case there's any accidents or anything like that really mm. so um no unfortunately not although allotments are allowed we yeah. we're really lucky we have an allotment just over the road so we've been up there quite a lot in fact we've moved two tons of manure um mm. oh, in yeah. the last seven days yeah i was going to say what's your exercise but you've just told me <laughs> we didn't produce the manure we just moved it just to be clear. <laughs> What are you growing? Oh, we're growing loads of things at the moment. So there's lots of fruit going on, lots of strawberries and raspberries, things like that. But we've just planted peas and beans and spinach and tomatoes, pretty much everything, really. Onions, garlic, loads of stuff. <laughs> so you're not tripping over each other in the house? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well what do you I think, think okay um <laughs> I think we all have our own rooms like it's not it's 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 not the biggest house in the world but it, it could be a lot smaller and i think and getting outside as well has been a big thing i've just oh, i've i ordered a, a skateboard off ebay for a tenner about a week ago and it's just arrived and i'm so excited i have no clue how to skateboard but it's going to be my mission that i'm going to learn i think that's going to be a big thing for me yeah most time doing that so no we're finding ways to try and not frustrate each other enough I think I think yeah. we're doing all right about yeah. and Holly's very lucky as we say having two bubbles so she yeah. can sort of move between bubbles I get tired when... of one I can just <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's pretty good Liesel Mitchell is a downtown dweller urban explorer and conversationalist observing city life in lockdown Hello there fellow bubble people out in the world, uh, contained in your world I guess, that's <laughs> one way of saying it. This is Liesl, um, nice to have you all along for the ride today and hope that your day is going well so far. Uh, yeah, so bubble land, how's it, how's it feeling a few days in? I think that uh, this is when we start to feel a bit tested isn't it, after the novelty starts to wear off and I think the first few days of this kind of thing 
it can feel a little bit like a holiday and you sort of I don't know enjoying the kind of fact that you don't have to get up at the same time if you don't want to and um, well I know some of us are still working from home um, there's lots of people that are in a position where maybe they can't or they aren't able to at the moment but definitely our routine has shifted and changed so that in itself can feel a little bit novel a little bit exciting but um, four or five days in six or seven days in a week or so in you start to go oh my goodness okay how am I going to survive this <laughs> so I think it is about kind of taking it one day at a time I think that's really important that's one of the things I'm trying to focus on not looking too far ahead just kind of going right what's today looking like making myself a list um, I love I love a list well I kind of like a list I've become a list person I guess helps me remember what I've got to do and then when you tick things off you do feel like oh I actually was quite productive today which is a good feeling when you get to the end of a day where you've pretty much stayed inside and uh, talk to yourself and uh, talk to the shower. Um, it's good to <laughs> good to have a list as well that says, yeah, I did do some productive things. Um, and I guess, like, yeah, I think well, one of the things for me is that the house that I'm in, my dad was asking me, what, what are you going to call it? Because the last house that I lived in, um, I called the Dolphin. And um, it was kind of like a little wee island, it was a little hiatus, a little space where I could kind of like um, nest up really and it felt like a holiday house and so I called it the Wee Dolphin and um, it was kind of like a, a fun cute name. But anyway, uh, I've moved into this new place and my dad was like, well what are you going to call it? And you know, I've, I've realised I do call my homes things, like various houses I've lived in have names, not just sort of like that's my house, like they often have a name. So anyway, my dad suggested this place was called the zoo. So I'm here in the zoo, uh, which is kind of ironic because I'm the only one here. Um, so I have to make my own kind of zoo fun, but I am kind of, I guess, um, behind bars at some level uh, in a weird way, although I am free to come and go. But um, with that sort of awareness that you're meant to be staying in the one place. So my bubble is also my zoo. Weirdly, there are some contributing factors that make it into a zoo. So uh, yes, I've got upstairs neighbours that um, honestly I never heard until about two or three days ago when um, the entire place started sort of shaking and I realised that literally a herd of elephants had moved in upstairs from me because they sort of thunder through the house at various times of the day and um, stampede their way down the hallway or like I don't know it's it's elef it's elephant like elephant like <laughs> anyway so I've got my herd of elephants upstairs I've got my um my crawling cars on the road they're not really I don't know what kind of a I don't know what kind of zoo animals you could call the cars on the road they're, they're more like slaters you know from up upstairs looking down on the road they're like little slaters kind of crawling along um, which is kind of interesting I've always liked slaters they're kind of fascinating little creatures and of course the the wall art that's around in the city there's a wonderful um, giraffe not that far from my house as well so I, I feel I feel zoo appropriate uh, from my position here <laughs> anyway those are my thoughts for today um, a little rambling, a little all over the place, but hopefully just bringing some thoughts, bringing some flavour into your day. Hope you have a lovely rest of the day. Take care.
Oh, we played Desert Island Discs the other day as well, which was really cool. I would yeah. recommend that um, for anyone I who wants some that, fun. Yeah. It was also nice to learn things actually about you guys that I don't know for. But I yeah. Oh, you played it at home? Oh, oh yeah, 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 we just played yeah. at home just with each other. But it was, yeah, it was nice. I tried kind of reasons behind each one. Yeah, and we streamed the song. So that was, yeah. it was really yeah. good fun. Yeah. What was the most surprising song that someone picked? Oh, Ooh. there was a couple that they didn't know that I played. Whereas, well, they just hadn't heard of, which is fair enough. But I think most of them we knew of each other's, I guess. Yeah. Um, if only oh. because obviously it, they created a lot of memories. I know because yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Skyboat song, I would say probably Martin mm. played the Skyboat song, which he used to sing to his kids, and that was really lovely. I hadn't heard that for a long time. Sing me a song of a lass that is gone. Say, could that lass be I? Mary of soul, she sailed on a day over the sea to sky. One of the most surprising things, when you get um, cast away to your desert island, you have to choose luxury items to take with you. And that, for me, was the most surprising thing, what people chose to take with them. <laughs> okay. There's about one character, doesn't it? <laughs> so what did you choose? Do you want to go first? <laughs> I chose, um, well, I cho actually, I cheated and chose two things. Mm. I chose a violin and unlimited music, because I thought it would be really good to use that time to learn to play the violin, and I wouldn't be able to upset anyone <laughs> with my terrible noise. So I thought that was that was good. And also, I wanted to take my bed, because <laughs> bed is great. And if you can sleep well, I think you can face face anything, pretty much. So that was mine. What about you, Holly? I went on a slightly different route. I Okay, I chose this certain lip balm that I... <laughs> 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 And it was, 
it's not at all going to help me in the desert. I could just use coconuts as lip balm. I don't know. But it was just a luxury. But um, I don't know. I enjoy a, a, a good lip balm. Lip. Yeah, that's good. Do they get in the hot weather? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. What would you choose, yeah. Sam? Be oh, I don't know. You had you had ages to think about what you would choose. <laughs> Am I okay, allowed to take a swimming can... pool? No, because we're on a desert island. We'll um, have a, we'll have a swimming pool. We've we got a perfectly good swimming pool. Round. Yeah. Limitless swimming pool. That's the issue, I think. Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. And I suppose technology's out yeah. of the question. We can't. Can, can we take an iPad? No. Well, well, I don't know how much no. service you'd get. Um, you can't scream anything. No, I'm just going to say no. Okay. <laughs> um, a Lego set would be good, wouldn't it? I saw on I saw oh, today. Yeah. I saw yeah. these, um, you know, uh, kinetic sculptures. You know, the ones you wind up and they they things oh, move around. Yeah. I saw a, a video of Lego kinetic sculptures. If they were to sell oh. that, so someone had made them. If they were to sell that, I would be in. That's what I would take. Oh, but Jordan, Lego could keep you entertained for a while. That's yeah. a good one, yeah. I think you'd be an, allowed an unlimited supply of Lego. That would, oh, yeah. that would yeah, fit within right. the rules. Okay. Yeah, we've classed everything as unlimited. Unlimited yeah. farm, unlimited farming, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. Cool. That's great. In a place called Barnard Castle, there's, um, I've forgotten the name of the museum, but there's a mechanical swan that's really, really old. I think it might be sort of 19th century. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but the swan actually, you wind it up and the silver swan turns around and picks up a fish from behind it. It's a really beautiful automaton. It's really nice. As people have time on their hands, I recommend a Google yeah. to have a look. I'm oh, going to do that because before we came to New Zealand, we spent a year in Newton Aycliffe, which is next door to Barnard Castle. Oh, wow. And wow. I'd, I didn't know that was there. Oh, Okay. Another thing to point out to my mother about not telling us that was there, including the fact that the very first railway went through Newton Aycliffe, and she never told really? me that either. Oh. Oh. It's it's good to have these things to cause you trauma in later life, isn't it? She <laughs> How dare she? Yeah. I have some questions to end with. What is okay. the biggest success you've had in the last couple of years? Ooh. Holly, I think you go first. This I haven't got. <laughs> um, in the last couple of years, I think it is probably um, getting to do my PhD, mm. which I think is is pretty fab, and I'm really enjoying that. that Thank you, <laughs> and also managing to sort of do that whilst also working a bit as well, and. Um, looking after the family and doing all the other things. So that's probably what I'm most proud of. But there's a couple of other things. I've been working on some really good projects. One is around energy in schools, which is supporting schools to use their energy data to save energy and basically just figure out a bit more about how their school works and to give everyone a bit more agency and voice. And that's been a really cool project. So uh, that's probably what I'm most proud of in the last two years. Um... Well, I guess for me, it's the part of me is quite proud that I managed to semi-successfully balance A-levels in a social life and managing to keep sane. I think that's a bit of an accomplishment. But um, I also I managed to be a part of a, something called Northern Power Women, um, which someone just introduced to me um, 
one day and said, do you want to be part of this? And I was like, I don't really know what it is, but okay. And um, it turned out to be a really great experience, actually, because um, it it meant that I got with a group of women in at my school and uh, uh, <laughs> and the lady came in and we basically talked about uh, the role of women in our age and we managed to do a workshop with some other schools and people younger than younger than us and made a bit of an impact and I think that was just that was a really great experience I didn't think I'd have you know just something that came out of the blue I didn't really realize would be an opportunity and that was that was a good thing to do and I think it's something I'm quite passionate about so yeah that was cool I think that's really cool <laughs> yeah Holly also has made the best <laughs> carrot cake in the world oh my word really really good fun. and I well because we have I don't even heard of this I've heard of it, a show here called Bake Off. Yeah. Um, and the, the recipe, great, great Bake, Off. Bake Off, yeah. <laughs> uh, the recipe was from one of the cast uh, contestants a couple of years ago. And I was a big fan of his. Um, and Mum actually posted it on Twitter and linked him to it. And he replied and he complimented my carrot cake. And it was oh, wow. <laughs> one of the proudest moments I've ever had, I have to say. So, that, yeah, that was a big one. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. I've been binge watching the Pottery Throwdown. Oh. How is that? I think it's made by the same people as Bake Off, and so it's exactly the same structure and everything. It's it, they're making pottery. Over on Sustainable Lens, we are writing a book of the conversations that we are having. It's called Tomorrow's Heroes. So the collection of people who are doing good work. So you're in that mansion. What's the superpower oh, that's got you there? Uh, <laughs> in in what way may I ask? Is it like <laughs> invisibility or no? A thing you, a thing you currently like have. Yeah. Um, Unless, of course, you okay. do have invisibility, in which case it's not working because I can see you. Oh, that would be pretty cool, but but no. <laughs> <laughs> so that doesn't work on radio. I appreciate that. Um, so you've asked me this question before, Simon. I can't remember what I said, but I think at this point, one of the superpowers that I have, and I, I also credit um, Holly with having this too, is that we are really open to the unexpected and <laughs> to surprises and to there not always being a plan and just <laughs> going with what happens and seeing where that takes us. And I think we do that quite well as a family, actually. Mm. So I think that's a useful superpower for sustainable lens and also for the times that we find ourselves in at the moment. Yeah, actually, that was a big thing, flexibility. Yeah. Yeah. What else do you think? Um, I think something I've always, uh, well, I've always been told I've been quite good at, and I guess I've always seen that, is um, being able to be kind of diplomatic in a way of seeing things from both sides. Um, I guess it's always something I try to do when approaching life, I guess, as a whole. Um, and I think that's got me some good places. Uh, you know, people, it's, yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's something else. Yeah. Oh, great. And positivity. I think being positive, seeing the good things is really important. So thinking about what you have rather than necessarily what you haven't is is pretty important. Mm. And I think you're, you're pretty darn good at that too. Well, thank you. Okay, another question you might recognise then, Cathy. Do you consider yourself to be an activist? Absolutely. 
Yeah, I think activism is really important and that's an essential part of who I am. I think uh, walking the talk is really important to me. Mm. And um, yep, so, you know, the, the values by which I live my life have been around social justice and sustainability and education. And I think I am active in all of those things. I, you know, I'm a trustee for the student union. I work and I I try and live sustainably, don't always get there, but you know, um, I think it's really important. I definitely consider myself an activist. What about you, kid? <laughs> um, I, I, for a long time, I guess I thought that being young meant you couldn't, you couldn't take those steps. Um, but something that's definitely been a big thing around here has been uh, the, it's called, it's called Youth for Environment. So it's a, a a group of uh, youth people in our area and spread across the UK actually um, that getting together it's sort of peaceful protests and things like this um, that are just spreading awareness for like climate change and issues sustainable issues as well which again my mum has always and people around me have always kind of instilled in me um, and I guess again with the whole um, sort of feminist thing uh, people do sort of dance around the word feminist a bit and it's got some bad connotations but I would class myself feminist and I would class that I will always try and take those steps um uh, definitely yeah yeah definitely that's a yes from us <laughs> I, I like we like to think anyway well I do yeah so what motivates you what gets you out of bed in the morning Ooh. the bed that you're taking to a desert island apparently yeah, not a lot. I love my bed. Sometimes I work from there. It's great. Um, <laughs> no, lots of things to get me out of bed. Um, food? No. That's, uh, well, I mean, <laughs> we don't eat in bed. We could just there ring a little bell and that would work, wouldn't it? <laughs> food is the motivator. I think I like to see what the day brings. So that gets me out of bed in the morning um going outside seeing what's there one of the interesting things about the lockdown and the current situation is how wildlife is taking back the streets that's been really cool we've had unusual butterflies around there's great stories across the world and across the uk about um i don't know if you've heard about the goats in wales so there's yeah yeah, that's a famous story about the goats coming down from Khrandudno and taking back the town. So there's some really cool stories about wildlife coming back. And that's really nice. So just seeing what's what's out there is one of the things that gets me out of bed and trying to make the world a better place. Well, generally. It's a good goal. It's a good, <laughs> a good goal. Yeah. Not a goat, but a goal. <laughs> um, what about you? Uh, I guess for me it's, I don't know, it's more, obviously, I, I like to make the world a better place as much as possible. Um, but I guess in this, in this sort of time, it's, it's, it feels quite hard to feel like you're making an impact, um, which, apart from just keeping safe, obviously. But I think the things that are getting me out of bed is just things I want to do. <laughs> um, there isn't much else to think about. Obviously, there's a school, bit of schoolwork and stuff like that, but I have things that I just want to accomplish. I want to, little skills I want to learn, you know, skateboard, I want to learn to do origami, just like weird things like that that I haven't had the opportunity to. And the knowledge uh, that I might not 
this is a very rare chance that we have that we just stop uh, completely. And I think making the best of that is, um, I don't know, a big thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. So Good. we've seen lots of changes, social changes, not just personal ones. So what changes do we think are going to stick? What would we like to see stick? Ooh. Mm. I'd like to see uh, the daily exercise, to be honest, because uh, I think people have really been taking advantage of that and seeing a lot of like cycling and walking and uh, lots of things like that, which are, you know, low carbon, low energy and just healthy for people, which I think I don't know if it is going to carry on, but I'd like I'd like to see it carry on. And with me personally as well, <laughs> good daily exercise is never a bad thing, is it? I'd like the slowness to stick a little bit I think it's been really good some of the franticness seems to have gone and I'm personally very lucky with the work that I'm doing that um, the employers are, are quite happy with that and understand that and I hope that 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 sticks I think some of the environmental progress that's happened as a mm. consequence of this so people flying less uh, driving less you know doing a lot less has been really interesting I'd like some of that to stick the community stuff that's come on how people are connecting with communities has been really interesting and noticing the small things so having time to spend more time looking out the window sort of being in the, the garden those sort of things has been really nice actually just noticing what's going on so there's some of the things I would like to see stick personally yeah, there's a bit of a worry about what all the online stuff is doing in terms of energy use and data demand, but we'll we'll park that for now. <laughs> One bit time. Yeah. Surely, surely that would yeah. be less than the driving around that we're not doing. Definitely, yeah, Definitely. and the flying around that we're not doing, um, and the the quietness. So it's really interesting how much quieter everything is. So you can hear the birds a lot more. The traffic's mm. come down. No planes flying around. Yeah. It's it's a lot quieter, and that's really nice, actually. Yeah. Lastly, and Holly's have... baking. baking. That sounds good. You should send some over. <laughs> do you have any advice for our listeners? Now I do remember that question before, and I remember saying I don't like giving advice at all. I'm sure, pretty much, as a as sort of coach, pretty much people know in their hearts what's best for them, and I think they need to listen listen to their hearts so kind of my advice is not to give any advice but listen to your heart well I guess something that I guess could apply to everyone would be it's a bit of a scary time and appreciating the good things going on is always going to be positive no matter what um taking time to stop and don't know. yeah appreciate appreciate what you've got instead of what you haven't obviously it doesn't mean you should ignore what you haven't got but I guess that's, yeah, that'd be my advice if I had some. Very good advice. <laughs> Listen to Holly's advice. <laughs> so your advice is not to give advice, but to listen to Holly's advice. Yeah. <laughs> it's the paradox advice. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you for having yeah. us, Sam. Lovely to talk to you. You've been listening to Blowing Bubbles on Otago Access Radio, oar.org.nz, brought to you by the Sustainable Lens team, which is brought to you by Otago Polytechnic. I've been talking with 
Kathy New and Holly Watkins New. I'm Samuel Mann. We hope you enjoyed the show. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.